Groundhog. Hello, it's Doc and Laura. Hi, Deborah Cox calling. Hey, Deborah, how are you? Hello. Hello. I'm good. Still how there? Are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I think we got just a bit yeah. of a delay, so we just will probably have to do like the satellite transmission thing of just pausing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about three <laughs> seconds that we're we're hearing your response. So this may be a little awkward, but we'll try to work our way through it. How are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. Doing really good. Um, we've been, you know, just been on the road performing the show to, to, to sold-out audiences. I mean, the response has been pretty overwhelming. So when did you start this show? Well, we started rehearsals back in October, um, and then we were at the... Um, we uh, put it up in at uh, the paper mill in Jersey in November through December, and then we started the tour in Minneapolis. So it was a really um, it's been it's been a long time for us as, as performers and actors doing the show, and we found some really great moments with the show. And, and you know, I think the audiences are feeling that they're feeling. Um, you know, just, you know, they're going away, leaving really sort of really moved by the story. So um, uh, this is Doc and and uh, Laura is the girl, of course. Um, and so I, I, get, <laughs> I get the beautiful, uh, wonderful thing of being Mr. Naive. I love to, to uh, kind of get into the practical uh, questions. And Laura loves the showbiz questions. So you'll know where each one of us is coming from. But you have three children. Is that correct? Cool. Yeah, yeah, I have a boy and two girls. And so when, and they're teens and younger, I think, is what I read online. I don't know for sure. Yeah, my my son is uh, 13 and my daughter's 10 and 8. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad that Wikipedia is correct. So, <laughs> um, but I, I wondered, you know, as busy as you are, and again, I get to play the guy of like, wow, I didn't know all this about you, but music recording and films and, and also um uh, Broadway plays. How do you take the kids with you? How's that work? Yeah, I mean, we kind of. I mean, I have a, a, a very, you know, on my personal life, I've got a great team. My family plays a big part in helping to, you know, um, like they say, it takes a village. And literally, between my husband and my mother-in-law, we all just tag team. And when they're in school, that keeps them pretty much engaged during the week. On the weekends, they're able to come out or I'm able to fly out for a day to visit them. So much like if I were doing my own tour, um, we would essentially do it the same way where they would fly back and forth or I'd fly in and out, that kind of thing. This schedule is really, really kind of grueling because there's only one day of travel and there's only one day off. And so there's not doesn't leave much time to really do much. But um We've managed to, you know, to keep it together this long, and we've we found our own rhythm within the chaotic schedule. What a great experience for your children, really, to be able to travel and to be with you in these extraordinary, um, really unique situations. I, I, I'm just guessing, but probably one of the better night, better parts of your evening is when you can see your kids after you've performed. I would imagine. Oh yeah, I mean, when we were in Chicago, they came out. Um, and when we were in Memphis, they came out too. And so it was great to be able to come home after the show and, you know, see my kids sleeping. I get to kiss them goodnight, you know, um, all of those things I treasure and I, I cherish as well as a mother. I'm deeply involved in their lives too. So it's, it can be difficult at times, but, um, 
I think that's what keeps the normalcy is being able to still, you know, stay in touch. And technology helps tremendously too. FaceTime, it's such a blessing. <laughs> you got to give props to your husband because through your journey, not just as a recording artist, but now going through Broadway, he's been with you on this journey pretty much the whole time, hasn't he? Yeah, he's my manager. Um, he was also my producer. We we wrote a lot of songs together. Got my original deal with my record company, and we've just um, worn different hats over the years. And the best hat is really when we're husband and wife. Obviously, we also work really well together um, as you know, manager, artist, um, and running the company, running the the, the record label. We have a Deco Recording Group which is our label that we've had for the past eight years. And, um, you know, we've had quite a few projects that have come out and that's sort of our, our family business, you know, and we pride ourselves in being able to just stay hands-on and um, allowing our own decisions and our voice to still be a part of what is the success of it. And um, a big part of that is, you know, really respecting each other's decisions and opinions of, you know, different things that we want to do. Um, but we work very well together and it so far it hasn't been broke. So hey. <laughs> we're going to continue it moving. <laughs> Speaking of decisions, what led to the decision for you to start in Broadway back in 2004? Well, a lot of people don't know that before I was a recording artist, I was doing a lot of musical theater. I had done um, musicals, I'm like, from The Wiz to The Wizard of Oz to The Pajama Game to Oliver. I mean, I was always very active in music, dance, and theater. And I went to a performing arts high school and was just out of high school that I started to um, get into doing session work and background vocals and stuff. And I was on tour with Celine, and then that kind of took off, and I never got back to it. But it was something that I always wanted to do and explore. And in 2003, when they were looking for a new Aida on Broadway, I said, you know what, I'm between albums. Let me just try it out and see what happens. And so I went in and I auditioned and they chose me to do it. And I was on Broadway for um, almost a year. And this is a very special deal for you to be part of Bodyguard because it's not, it, it, this is not just something to be special to help honor Whitney Houston. You have collaborated with Whitney Houston, too. Yeah, we did a duet. We recorded a duet together in 2000 a song called Same Script, Different Cast. And um, it was one of the most memorable moments of my career and my life because I got a chance to be in the studio with my mentor, you know, the one who I listened to growing up, who inspired me so deeply to the point of, I mean, when I saw her, I was just like, wow, this is the first time I've ever seen this black woman with such regality and class performing these epic songs you know it was just you know growing up in Toronto I never you just didn't hear her kind of voice or her voice on the radio like that um, and so she was one of those breakthrough artists that just really resonated with me so to be you know this kind of feels like I'm coming full circle performing all these great this great music you know some way it's a little bit of a tribute to her too yeah, and Clive Davis was a big, you know, part of that, of course. And and what was that like working with Clive Davis? Well, one thing I really respect about him is that he, it, music was always first and foremost. It wasn't about 
creating an image just to sell the music. It was always about the voice. It was always about the songs. And he paired me up with the most, you know, amazing, you know, successful producers from Babyface to David Foster to Dallas Austin to, you know, um, I was able to write my own music as well and sing other people's songs. Um, and then I was able to, you know, we had great success together. Nobody's supposed to be here, number one for 14 weeks, and we can't be friends as number one. I mean, we had a lot of, I learned a lot from him just as a businessman and as a um, as an artist, that it really is building a legacy and building a foundation is about the work and the quality of work. And um, when he came to see me in Aida on Broadway, he told me that I was really unique in the sense that I was not just a recording artist, but I had the voice that can also sing standards. And um, so he was really encouraging with this, you know, direction for my career as well. Let's talk a little bit about the current performance for Bodyguard. You've been doing it a while. And so as you look at it from the inside out, and then maybe if you can trade places and try to feel what it might be or what you've heard from fans about the outside in, how would you describe the show and how it's going? Well, the show, I think, is the most thrilling and suspenseful version of The Bodyguard. I think people are very surprised when they come. They're at the edge of their seats waiting to see this romance unfold but, but there's so much drama going on and you know they're really swept in you know Rachel Marin's world and I think that's part of you know what the audiences leave so surprised about that it's um that it's, it's a little different from the movie in that respect and that was what I was about to ask because I've seen the movie The Bodyguard many many times and I was going to ask what kind of differences that you might see uh, in the musical performance than that you would see in the movie? Well, yeah, I think um, you it's, it's a lot more of a suspense as opposed to a romance. You know, there's a lot... Um, it's a little darker, you know, in, in the sense that you're... You know, you really see... The, 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 you get behind the stalkers, um, um, his character. You are seeing this romance unfold with Rachel and Frank, but you see the complexity of her as a mother being very guarded and protective of her son. There's a much more established relationship between Rachel and, and Fletcher, her, her son. And there's a lot that I'm sure that you've taken out of your personal life to help kind of channel all of those things about Rachel, and not just you know as a mother yourself, but... Uh, knowing Whitney and understanding how how she portrayed that that role, and I'm sure that there was a lot of ties that you put in together to to help prepare for this. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I I'm able to pull from my own personal life as a celebrity, and like you said, as a mother, those are like the key things that you know help to give a backstory to Rachel's personality, and you understand why she's so guarded because you know she's in danger. And she's really, really protective of her of her space and her and of her team and of her her um, of her son and her family. So you really get a sense of that with this show, and you understand it. You understand why she does what she does, and um, and you know that helps to 
show you her uh, her vulnerable side as well. Can I just say what a pleasure it is to hear you talk about your work and about the work that you're doing? We know that you do this over and over again, interview after interview and performance after performance, and you can hear mm-hmm. it in your voice of just how much it really means to you to do to perform well and to to entertain and and that is a job that uh, most people don't look at as a job they probably look at that as oh what a what a pleasure that is for you to go and perform but what a hard job it is right. to to stay passionate with all the things we've talked about you've got kids you've got flying them all over the country mm-hmm. yet every day you go out on that stage and you have uh, have this amazing performance so thank you for that i do have thank one thank you you're welcome i have one sure. question that would be really this is again the practical doc um and and this is the the geek in me so i'm going to the bodyguard and i'm in the audience at what point in the show that one point where if something could go wrong when is that i want to watch for that is there is there a point where it's like oh this is really risky honestly (laughs) there is so much going on in the show that anything Anything could happen. <laughs> and I guess it's until you see it, until you see the show, you, 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 you can't, you won't understand it until you see it because there's so much going on. There's so many moving parts, literally, <laughs> in this. It's not like a, a typical Broadway show, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. It's, there's many moments where we break the fourth wall where you are in a concert, like you're at a stadium concert of Rachel's, and then there's moments where you're in an intimate club. And then there's moments where you feel, you'll feel like you're at the Academy Awards. Oh, so that's it's amazing. one of those shows that it's, it's beautifully staged and lit, but there's a lot going on. So, um, and the show starts off with a bang, literally. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> literally, of yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, we... So, we, yeah, I, you'll have to just see. You'll have to just wait and see. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. And so, how long will it be a D-pack? It's going to be the D-pack until Sunday. All right. So, Sunday opt- night. opportunities only through this weekend. Deborah, thank you so much right. for spending a couple minutes with us. You're very welcome. Thank you.